Have you pressed play? Good job. Welcome to episode 11. I am Umberto Dicinove and this is Get the Bug. A podcast that explores the question, what if insects are the next game changers? So welcome to Get the Bug, season two. As I said, my name is Umberto Dicinove, and I'm publishing this podcast to share with you some of the conversations I'm having with experts, entrepreneurs, and activists from the insect space. I am a documentary photographer and, and a filmmaker, and, and for a while I've put together some material about the potential role of insects in dealing with environmental and social challenges. I'm doing it traveling, taking photographs, and conversating with experts. In this podcast, you will listen to some of those conversations. On the other side, some of the pictures I've been doing are visible on the podcast webpage, gtbpodcast.com, as in the episode artworks. But especially as my project was nominated by Photo España and selected by Futures Photography, they will be shown at Kappa Center in Budapest, Photo Ireland in Dublin, and Photodoc in Utrecht. This is something I accomplished thanks to all the people that gave me the opportunity of document their work and their projects. About that, in this episode, you will listen to Emily De Vick, Vice Secretary of AFIA, but also, as I had, thanks to AFIA, the opportunity of joining person their annual event in Bangkok, something from Ian Jones and Martin Sorria. Plus, Other episodes recorded in Thailand will follow. And last but not least, I also had the opportunity of meeting again Joseph Yoon, the official culinary chef of the event. He will also be a guest on this podcast soon. By now I can say his insect-based cuisine is always delicious. We talked about the Southeast Asian context, networking and secrecy, the next insect to feed the world, which will take place in Singapore, in 2024, and about the role of insect farming in marginalized communities in Cambodia. And remember, not to miss the big picture, listen to the introductory special episode of Get the Bug. AFIA is the Asian Food and Feed Insect Association, uh, which is a non-profit organization for mostly stakeholders uh, of the insect industry in, in Asia. But uh, we do have members also in a more extended uh, part of the world, such as Europe, and members also in Australia, uh, Israel, um, Japan, and we are hoping to, 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 to get more members from surrounding countries uh, in, uh, in the following years. Well, thank you for the introduction. Now let's say something about the forum. Every year, AFIA is organizing its annual event called the Asian Insect Industry and Research Forum, uh, which consists in gathering people from the industry and the academia in, in one of the member, member countries. 
uh, this year in Thailand. And successfully, a uh, hundred people came in Kasetsart University in Bangkok to, to, to follow the, the conference and the networking sessions. As we are in Southeast Asia and you have, let's say, a privileged point of view on this area, I'm curious to ask you something about the insect culture here today. People eat insects naturally in, in, their, in the village, not less and less in, in the city, but uh, in the countryside, in, in Thailand, uh, in Malaysia, uh, in, in Vietnam, K uh, Laos, Cambodia, Myanmar, etc. People still eat insects. I, but I think over the time they have also lost the ability to or to farm them or the fact that for a very long time these insects have been captured and they are still wide, widely captured like for other species, like for fish, the, 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 the natural population are, are, are reducing. So farming is needed. So there are a lot of, of social projects that develop in these countries to, to, to teach people, to, to train people uh, on how to set up a small-scale farm just to improve their, their livelihood and, and, and crea create a, a small diversity in, uh, in their food first, but also in their source of, of income. Uh, at a family size. The small-scale option, the, the family size option, is what makes possible impactful social projects. I, I guess this is related to the, to the tropical environment, as, as in Colombia. So let's stay on that for a moment. Also because if, I, if I'm not wrong, this is your uh, area of expertise, right? I'm a BSF uh, expert. I specialize mostly in, in tropical and uh, equatorial uh, farming systems. The environment, the tropical environment, is perfect for, for farming insects uh, in, in most countries in Southeast Asia. There are still some difficulties uh, when you have a heavy rainy season or, or, or sometimes the humidity is too high and that can cause uh, insect disease as well. But it's true that All year long, uh, the, the, the climate is, is good enough to farm insects, and that's very beneficial for, for this kind of project. So they don't need to invest uh, in equipment, uh, heavy machineries, etc. And I think we are very lucky in, to have members that are actually following this kind of project, to have this kind of, of association uh, also that, that are members of AFIA because they benefit from the industry as well. Well, as thanks again to Afia, I had the opportunity of being here in person. Let's listen on this very topic, something from Ian Jones. Ian Jones is an Afia member and with AgriHouse is active in Cambodia. Uh, we'd been doing a lot of work through one of my other ventures, working with rural farmers living with disabilities. So for a long time, we'd been looking at what sort of income generation can we find that's suitable for people that may be missing an arm, maybe missing a leg, having some kind of sight impairment that didn't require such active time in income generation. So we're looking at passive income generation. So when we looked at the design, the design process, we, we looked around and Cambodians have been eating crickets for, since the dawn of time. But only, everyone had only ever seen it as a very traditional market, you know, eating fried crickets on the on the roadways, 
And we thought, okay, what if we could actually modernise this in a way and turn it into, an, into a passive income generation for marginalised communities? So this is where AgriHouse started. Why insect farming and which is the concrete impact, but also more in general, the importance of this process when it comes to Cambodian rural communities? The way that we see that is incredibly important in comparison to something like rice farming, which is seasonal, once at a time, many small plot farmers might only earn $800 a year out of that for backbreaking work. In 20 square metres of cricket raising, it's probably 20 minutes a day until you harvest it. So one of our female farmers that's one of our champions, she now has 10 cricket raising kits and she's generating $450 every cycle. So that's about every 35 to 40 days. So, you know, when you look at her gross income over a year, it's much better than a rice field as well. So what we see now from getting that proof point, knowing that we can work with Cambodian farmers from low resource communities, so we're talking low literacy, low access to technology, that we've got this proof point that with women and people with disabilities that cricket raising as a livelihood, should be taken seriously and now that's what AgriHouse is doing. Raising crickets also allows us to bring in additional things like financial literacy, digital literacy. So in a way it's a really subtle way to bring in capacity building into communities as well. So, Emily, as you were saying, in an event like this, industry, academia and, and projects like, like AgriHouse can benefit, I would say, one another. This is important and, and this is also due to the variety of, of the topics covered. So can you briefly resume from the program? So the, the event was made in two parts, uh, a conference part where about 35 speakers uh, came to share their insight or research, re recent research findings, but also uh, uh, new product develop developments. Uh, we also had um, uh, some panel discussion where experts uh, came uh, and, and discussed about specific topics such as investment, uh, such as uh, environment and sustainability, health and safety. Um, we've received a good um, uh, feedback from, from the audience on, on this panel discussion. The, the last part of, of the event was the networking Networking is something we believe at AFIA is very important. Uh, the insect industry has been for a very long time uh, uh, under big secrecy. Uh, people didn't want to, to share uh, what they were doing and everybody was doing their thing on, on their side. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> it, it has not been easy to access companies for, for taking pictures for my project. So. But are things here changing? Our members share uh, their experience. They share um, not exactly what they are doing in their companies, but they are more open to 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 to, yeah, to share ab about their their work, and and that's something that we can see every year at the annual event. Members are coming, presenting their new findings, uh, presenting their new product, but not in a marketing way, more in um, knowledge sharing uh, a thing. And, and, and that benefits 
startups, for example, or small-scale uh, companies that are just starting and give them more incentive to, to, to try to push harder and, and, and to grow. Well, exactly. This is the point. And as we said with Pat Crowley from, from Chapul Farms in, in a previous episode, this is a necessity due to the, to the early stage of the sector. In any case, let's go back to the event. We probably didn't mention that it's open to everyone and that there were also online participants. And is there something else missing? I have to mention that uh, this event uh, would have not been possible without uh, the kindness of uh, our sponsors. Uh, this year, Inspro Science Limited has sponsored uh, us at a gold level. Um, Better Insect Solution, Guangzhou Unique Biotechnology, and Hein Lehman uh, were sponsoring the event at, at a silver uh, level. Yeah, of course. Well done. And... Uh, <laughs> I also have to say that I recorded some other conversations that will be soon published with a focus, among other topics, on aquaculture and insect farming in Japan. Now, since next year, AFIA will co-host the Insect to Feed the World in Singapore, we will conclude this episode with the voice of Martin Sorria, co-general chair of the Insect to Feed the World Local Organizing Committee. I'm originally from Ecuador. Um, I grew up in a, a rural area of Ecuador. Um, I have American-Cuban parents, a, a lifelong insect person, right? Like I'm one of these, like since five or six years old, I knew exactly what I wanted to be, and I wanted to be an entomologist. Um, you know, we're, entomologists are often these children who have an a insect-collecting habit, and we never grow out of it. So that was me, for sure. Um, I studied insects. I became a little bit uh, disenfranchised with the study of entomology because uh, it's mainly about pest control, you know, a lot of research when I was in, in school. So um, I stumbled across this company, Nutrition Technologies, when I was visiting my brother in Vietnam, and um, the rest is history. I've been running research uh, for Nutrition Technologies. Uh, I'm now the CTO um, and we've scaled a lot. And as part of that, we've also um, taken uh, leadership in um, uh, AFIA. And also, um, more recently, I've volunteered to organize uh, Insects to Feed the World. I'm the co-general chair of that group. Well, the last Insect to, to Feed the World has, has been the very starting point of this podcast. And in terms of networking, uh, a big step forward for my entire project. So let, let's say something more about, about the event. Yeah, so Insects to Feed the World, if uh, you have never attended, is really the premier conference of our industry, right? The, the industry of insects for feed and for food. It brings together the community of researchers, but also those in the private sector, uh, who are looking for um, a collaboration, coordination, and understanding of the cutting edge of research um, in our field. 
Uh, Insects to Feed the World is not only an academic conference. It includes a, a, a trade show exhibition. So there you have opportunity to meet you know, um, uh, service providers, solutions, um, a whole range of, of all the different components that make up this industry, right? It's not just insect producers. Um, it's also off-takers, investors, uh, machinery providers, um, uh, software solutions, everyone all in one place. When it comes to insects, Asia is attracting for, for different reasons. Person like you and me from, from all over the world. So I'm curious about your intentions in hosting this event here, then not here, in Singapore. Our intention in hosting it um, is really to showcase the remarkable ecosystem around insects for feed and food that exists in Asia and in particular in, in Southeast Asia, right? But we have a remarkable cultural heritage in this part of the world around edible insects and insects for food. We also have some of the, uh, the cutting-edge re uh, uh, researchers and um, uh, innovative companies. Well, I can't wait. And uh, let's just repeat the when and where. The event for uh, 2024 will be hosted in Singapore, June 19th to the 22nd. So you listen to some of the conversations I recorded in Bangkok and other will follow. In particular, the conversation I had with Ian Jones from Hungry House will become soon a new not-to-miss Get the Bug episode. I do believe insects could be the next game changer. And if you believe it too, subscribe to Get the Bug and review it. And don't forget to share this episode with everyone you know who cares about the environment, is curious about the insect world around the world, waited two days for his luggage in Bangkok, so went to a conference where he was invited in Crocs, and is open to new way of thinking. And that's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. Yes, I fly with Crocs. And this was Get the Bug. <laughs>